Remember when the mall, the shopping mall, was a, a real force to be reckoned with? I mean, you had the food court, uh, you had all of these uh, wonderful big anchor stores, as they used to be called. There was even movies. Movies like uh, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and Mall Rats that had the shopping mall as pretty much a central character. Of course, with the advent of things like online shopping and sites like Amazon, uh, the mall has uh, pretty much been uh, written off for dead. But according to some, uh, wait, maybe uh, don't uh, take off so fast. Uh, don't uh, cross the mall off uh, your list. Don't write their obituary quite uh, yet. The mall, according to some, is making a bit of a comeback. Ron Tite is a marketing, branding, and creativity expert and founder and CEO of Church and State. And he joins us to talk about this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Ron, good afternoon and happy Friday. Happy Friday, Jeff. Jeez, it seems it's, it's so long since I don't know if you remember. I think the first time we met was at a Debbie Gibson concert at the Ottawa <laughs> Center in 1982. <laughs> How could I forget? Yes, and uh, I believe we both had uh, CDs to be autographed. Yes, we did. Yes, and we had to line up for those uh, concert tickets. But uh, <laughs> what gives here that uh, some people are saying there's a bit of a uh, resurgence when it comes to the shopping mall? Is it really set to make a comeback? Yeah, I think I think uh, that the malls are indeed making a comeback. And, um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, different uh, things going on that are leading into that. Um, you know, we are so starved for face-to-face interaction with people that when we get it you know that interaction has to be something that's incredibly valuable and amazing for us but when we get it we cherish it so much because it was just those experiences were just so few and far between we're communicating electronically so much that we crave these actually face-to-face experiences and retail delivers that better than a lot of other things. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I've noticed that with a certain products that I really do like uh, the human touch that I prefer it and if I can go in somewhere and if I've got a relationship with a salesperson, I know them, they know me by name and uh, it's actually a pretty pleasurable experience. Yeah, well, you know, the, the salesperson approach is one of those is one of those reasons why retail is so great. You know, when the internet came out and we had access to every single product imaginable. You know, the first response from people was, this is, <laughs> hallelujah, this is amazing. I don't have to have the retailers tell me what I should buy. And that happened for a few years. And then now we're in a place, people are so busy and so inundated with information. We're com- coming back to say, can someone just tell me what to buy? It's this too much out there. So we need that expert opinion. We need somebody who has experience, somebody who has knowledge. And you're right that some of those products, we want to touch it. We want to feel it. We want to play with it. We want to demonstrate it. And that all happens in a mall. Yeah. Is that why some websites, uh, you know, I go on them to, to look, browse, uh, maybe do some uh, shopping. And a lot of them now come up with those chat windows that there's a sales associate and you even get like their first name and uh, a little picture of them uh, there that they're trying to replicate that uh, personalized experience online. In some cases, yeah. Now, you know, it, that online channels can be seen as competing with malls in that, you know, what is going to be the better experience? So for some things, for some products, you don't need to park your car and get a sitter and go in and try it out. They can just deliver it to your door, and that's amazing. Other things, though, you know, that, that you, you want to go into retail. So what we're seeing emerge from, you know, the chatbots and from, uh, you know, online help and things like that is that businesses are finally starting to see that all these pieces can work together, that we can't just isolate them into silos and see which drives the most revenue. 
in that, you know, you may go in, it's called showrooming, you know, you may go into a mall, you may look at a product and, and, and try it on and then go home and order it from the store's website. So who gets, you know, quote unquote credit for the metric of your, of your purchase? Well, it's really, it's the whole ecosystem. And so, you know, it's really about making the best experience for work, for the customer that is in front of you. So if the customer's in front of you and they're on their laptop or they're on their phone, then you've got to make that the most amazing experience. But if they want to get a sitter, park the car and go into the mall, well, you know what? You've got to make that better than them sitting on their couch. And for years, malls didn't do that. And, you know, for, for the last few years, people kind of pointed to some retailers, and I won't name them, you know who they are, retailers who've gone bankrupt. And we said, oh, it's because they're in mall. No, it's because they sucked. That's why they went <laughs> bankrupt. It's because they refused to innovate because they didn't see their brand extended into a variety of different channels, not just the store. Yeah, you know, Ron, I'm kind of thinking the difference between the American and Canadian experience, because uh, I know I have, and I'm sure several others have as well that are listening. I've been into an American mall, and it's just a completely different uh, experience. I think some Canadian malls, to your point, are catching on to that, but uh, is that some of the lessons they need to learn uh, from the past in what's happening now? To, to your point, that they have to make it a wholesome experience. They have to give me a reason to get there, and that uh, might be everything from uh, valet parking, particularly in the winter months uh, in this country to, uh, I know, fabulous restaurants that, that are located in the mall as well? Yeah, completely. I mean, it's this, it's this, it's this hybrid experience. So it's, it's more than shopping. You know, I mean, if you look at uh, Hudson Yards in New York, I mean, this is a massive, not only a retail uh, environment, but a residential environment. They, they just this morning uh, launched the Shed, which is a massive art space uh, that's open to the community. So we're seeing this mixed use. Um, you know, the mall used to be that a you know, it used to be in a field, you know, eight miles out of town right. you have to take a bus to. Uh, and, and now it's kind of being embedded right into the residential areas of cities. And, and the other thing we're starting to see beyond that mixed use is the redefinition of retail itself. You know, um, you, you know, Italy, which is, a, which is a, a great experience that's in a bunch of different cities, soon coming to Toronto. This is something, and I heard I think Corey Mintz used this term of a, of a grocery where it's a grocery store and a restaurant all together. And we're starting to see that those, you know, the hard lines between types of stores uh, is, is going a little bit gray now. So the repurposing, uh, redefining of the retail space and making it all about an experience is making it uh, much more appealing for consumers to go. Can every mall do this? I mean, I'm thinking, you know, just up the street from us here is the Eaton Center, of course, which is, uh, you know, got Saks and Nordstrom's, uh, the Bay. They, they've got some sexy names in there, and it's a, it's a big, huge, uh, multi-million dollar shopping complex. But can some of these other malls, like maybe, I don't know, Oakville Place, the Burlington, uh, mall that are more on the outskirts, uh, can they afford to uh, kind of chase the strategy we're talking about? I, I think it's actually the opposite, that they can't afford not to do it. Whereas the Eaton Center, it's in the middle of downtown. It's kind of like, you know, a, a downtown street in and of itself. People can pop in and pop out. It doesn't have to be this destination. But for the malls that are in the, in the suburbs, where people literally, you know, they got to park their car to go there. It is an event to go to the mall. And so if it's an event to go to the mall, being in the mall has to be an event as well. And, and uh, you know, that's why we're going to start to see these, ex, you know, entertainment experiences and residential things coming in. Um, it, those malls uh, have to pull people out of their homes and out of downtown environments. All right. Really interesting stuff. Ron tight with us this afternoon on a Friday. Ron, thanks as always. And uh, have a great weekend, my friend.
Thanks, Jeff. You too. All right. Ron Tite, marketing, branding, and creativity expert, founder and CEO of Church and State.